0: Every time you sit in a Sunday service and listen to the sermon, every time you attend your Bible fellowship or Sunday school class and hear a lesson taught, every time you go to a small group Bible study, every time you have your personal devotions or turn on the radio to hear your favorite preacher, every time you are listening to the Word of God. Are God's words going in one ear and out the other? What you do with what the Holy Spirit reveals to you is critical at this point. If you're not applying to your life what God is showing you, then you are merely listening. And God says you're being deceived. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. Welcome to episode number 46, as we dive into part 8 of our mini-series on how to live for Christ. Today's episode is entitled, The Deception Connection. When you look in a mirror, what do you see? James 1, verses 22 through 25 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. James one twenty two through 25. When you choose to merely listen to the word of God, then you choose to do nothing about what you've read or what you've heard. God says you are the one who will be deceived. Well, let's talk about that word deceive for just a moment. You see, to deceive means to lie to to cause someone to believe something that is not true. Have you ever been deceived before? I'm fairly certain your response would have to be, yeah, (laughs) more than once. In fact, I'm fairly positive you've probably even been a deceiver as well. Never forget that God's word is absolute truth. No lie will ever come from God's truth. Jesus declared in John 17, 17 that God's word is truth. David writes in Psalm 119, verse 151, that all of God's commandments are truth. Nine verses later in Psalm 119, verse 160, he says, The very essence of your words is truth. And the prophet Samuel cried out, "O Lord God, you are God and your words are true. 2 Samuel 7, 28. Yes, my friend, God's word is absolute truth. With all of that in mind, let me repeat James 1, verse 22. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. I submit that what James is warning us about is this. Just hearing the word of God, whether it's through listening or reading, when you take only a brief moment to consider what God is saying, then you choose to dismiss it as irrelevant unimportant, not applicable to me, my friend, you're being deceived. When you choose to ignore the Holy Spirit's prompting in your life, choosing to believe, I've got this, or that doesn't really apply to me, at least not here, not now, you're being deceived. You're you're duped by the enemy into believing something that is not true. Every time you sit in a Sunday service and listen to the sermon, Every time you attend your Bible study, uh, your Bible fellowship, your Sunday school class, whatever you might want to call it, you you hear a lesson taught from the Word of God. Every time you go to a small group Bible study or a life group or whatever you may call it and the Word of God is open, every time you have your personal devotions or you turn on the, the Christian radio and you hear your favorite preacher, every time you're listening to the Word of God. So here's my question. Are God's words going in one ear and then out the other. In other words, what are you doing with what you heard? You see, what you do with what the Holy Spirit reveals to you is critical. It's vital. It's essential. Jesus said in John 14, verse 15, that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You'll do them, in other words. In Second John, verse 6, we read, This is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. How are you doing with that? Are you doing what the word of God has told you to do? Or are you merely listening to it? My friend, watch this now, watch this. If you are not applying to your life what God is showing you, if you're not doing what you're hearing God saying you must do, then you're merely listening. And God says in James chapter 1, you're being deceived. Let me repeat this point. Let the Holy Spirit drill this into your long-term memory banks. We must not, we must not merely listen to God's Word and then go merrily on our way, choosing to do nothing about it. Have you ever looked in the mirror and noticed your hairs all messed up or you, you see a, a big glowing red zit strategically stationed on the end of your nose? When you see that, what do you do about it? Do you look in the mirror and notice it and then shrug your shoulders and say, "Eh, no big deal, no big deal, no, no, no biggie here uh, i I'll, I'll deal with it later and then just walk away and and do nothing about it. I'm willing to wager the answer to that is no, of course not Well in James' example, the person who is listening to scripture has seen in the mirror of God's word that a problem exists. You acknowledge that it's there. You fully understand there's a problem, and and I need to deal with it. And yet, for some unknown reason, you end up making the choice not to deal with it right then and right there. You go on your way, fully intending to take care of the problem later. Here's the funny thing. Later rarely comes. Tomorrow has a funny way of always being tomorrow, doesn't it? Other things, such as the everyday activities of life, the pressures, the, the demands of life, step in and capture your full attention. The result? Well, you forget the problem's there, and you don't deal with it. And I want to submit that by not immediately dealing with it, you run the high risk, the high risk of it growing into an even bigger problem. By not addressing it when the Holy Spirit revealed it to you, you risk developing a hard heart toward that particular issue, and potentially never even dealing with it at all. Now, don't misunderstand me here. I'm sure you take the time to consider it. You not only understand what God's Word is telling you, you agree with God, this is an issue in my life. Yes, this is a sin. This is is a problem. This is something I'm struggling with. It needs to be dealt with. But it just isn't as important right now or as whatever it might be that's that's requiring your attention is calling out for for you to focus on it you see instead of immediately addressing the issue you choose to walk away i'll deal with it later and because the the issues of life are all around you they're constantly vying for your undivided attention you promptly forget what the mirror revealed to you the result is you're deceived you see, you came to a wrong conclusion, and that's proven by the lack of action. You've come to the conclusion, I'll I'll deal with it at some point in time, but because you didn't deal with it then, you're probably not going to deal with it later. To drive this point home, I want you to consider the following two questions. Here's the first one. When you are aware of a wound on your body, and you choose to do nothing about it, What's the potential ramifications of that choice? In other words, what happens to that wound? What can potentially happen to you if you don't take care of that wound right away? Here's my second question. When God reveals an area of your life that needs addressing and you choose not to attend to it, you choose not to deal with it right there and right then, what are the potential ramifications? In other words, What happens to that sin issue? What can potentially happen to you if you don't deal with that right now? I submit that just like an open sore that's left unattended, it'll fester and it'll grow. It will become larger and harder to deal with later. It'll begin to impact and affect every other part of your body. It will begin to influence how you behave and conduct yourself. In the same way, it's vital that you face head-on, head-on, whatever God reveals to you. Whatever it may be, don't wait. Don't put it off till later. Do it now. Don't delay. James speaks of the man who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. James 1, verses 23 and 24. Let's unpack that verb to look for just a moment. You see, it it means to perceive, to observe in such a way that you understand, you comprehend what it is you're looking at. In other words, you're considering the thing that you're looking at so attentively that you're fixing your gaze upon it. Here's the point James is making. You see, the problem that God is pointing out, you're fully aware of it, you know it's there. You comprehend it. You, you begin to understand, yes, this is an issue. This is something I need to deal with. This is a problem in my life. Here's what I want you to consider. The trouble lies not in the identification of the problem, but in the execution of the solution. Let me repeat that. The trouble lies not in the identification of the problem. You can read the scriptures and say, yep, that's right. That's a sin issue. I need to deal with this. The Holy Spirit is convicting me about this. This is wrong. The trouble doesn't lie in the identification of the problem. The the trouble lies in the execution of the solution. I need to deal with it. and I need to deal with it now. Well, I think it's fairly safe to say that if you looked in the mirror and you saw that big zit glowing at the end of your nose, you probably would immediately address the issue. Am I right? It wouldn't even cross your mind to walk away until it was dealt with. Well, the man that James is talking about sees something much more severe than a little spot of acne on your face. And yet he still turns and walks away without dealing with it. In James chapter 1, verse 24, James points out that the moment that man walks away from the mirror... He immediately forgets what he looks like. Now, it's interesting. James uses a very specific word here for, for the word forget. He immediately forgets what he looks like. It's a word that means that you are intentionally neglecting something. You no longer care for it. It's not that you're no longer cognizant of it, it's not that you're not aware of it anymore, not that kind of forget. You don't care for it. Now, now, I want you to take a moment. I want you to think about that. The fact that this man no longer cares for it suggests that at one point he did care. That the moment that it was revealed to him, he's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a problem. I, I really need to deal with that. He He did care. However, something else came in. It drew his attention away from the problem. He chose then to focus on that new thing instead of the problem that was revealed to him. And by putting his attention on that other thing, he began to care more for that than for the imperfection he saw in the mirror. Let's take this principle. Let's let's try to make it practical. What things in life tend to draw your attention away from God? And away from God's word. You got some thoughts in your mind? Let me ask you this. Why do you let them draw you away? You do have a choice, you know. It's important to note that although James said this man no longer cared for the problem, he's not saying that that it was unimportant to him. This man didn't look in the mirror, see his problem and say, eh, no big deal. It's not that he didn't care about it. Is that he didn't take the time right then and there to care for it. Let me repeat that. It's not that he didn't care about it. It's that he didn't take the time right then and right there to care for it, to attend to it, to deal with it. You see, action is the key. When God reveals something to you that needs to be dealt with, do it now. Don't delay. When you read your Bible and the Holy Spirit reveals an area of your life that he wants you to work on, I'm sure you don't shrug your shoulders and say, eh, no biggie. No, no, no. I'm sure that you agree with him. This is a sin issue. This is something I need to deal with. This is something I need to take care of. But if you don't deal with it, if you don't care for it right then, then you're coming to a wrong conclusion. It's not that you don't care about it. It's that you're not caring for it. And that, my friend, is how merely listening to the word can deceive you. So when God speaks to you, please, please, don't just walk away. I urge you to deal with it right then and right there. Whatever appointment you may need to keep, whatever thing it is that you're planning to do, whatever show is on TV that you're dying to watch or the ball game, it can wait. No, no, no! Listen to me. It can wait. In the whole scheme of things, those things and other things that are, are pleasure-oriented, king-me-oriented, those things pale in importance compared to the high priority of having your heart right with God. Oh, my friend, don't chance it. Don't risk walking away from the mirror of Scripture and forgetting what God showed you in His Word. Later may be too late. Well, would you take the time today to jot me a quick note? Just just send me an email, just a short little note, and let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this week's episode. Let me know your thought process about this entire podcast series. What are some things that you'd like to hear us talk about here on this this episode on, on this podcast? You can email me at steve at thepuritycoach.com. Again, that's steve at thepuritycoach, all one word, thepuritycoach.com. I look forward to hearing from you. If you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man ministry, would you be sure to visit our website? We have a ton of, of resources. There's a multitude of things there available to you to help you with, with your walk with God. And you can find the website at thepuritycoach.com. Now, one of the resources that we offer to you, and I'd like to highlight it for you here as we wrap up today's episode— is my book entitled Extreme Mind Makeover, How to Transform Your Sinful Thoughts and Habits into Patterns of Life Pleasing to God. This is a powerful book that takes you on a journey throughout the scriptures to examine what God has to say about your thoughts, your words, and your actions, and the influence and the impact that they have not just upon your heart, but upon your words and your behavior. You know, in Matthew 12, 33, Jesus said, Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. A tree is recognized by its fruit. Extreme Mind Makeover takes you deep into an understanding of that text because it's not just the fruit that matters, it's the root. Because whatever you're feeding upon is going to influence what you're producing. And your thoughts bear fruit, your behavior. When you train your mind to think godly thoughts, the fruit of your life, the things that you do, the words that you say day in and day out, those things will be godly. However, on the flip side, when you allow your mind to think sinful, fleshly, king me, ungodly thoughts, then the fruit of your life, your daily attitudes, your words, your actions, those things will be ungodly. I do what I do because in my heart I want what I want. So how do I change my heart? How do I change the way that I think? How do I change my behavior? How do I successfully and effectively guard my heart? Well, this book, Extreme Mind Makeover, takes you into God's Word and helps you answer those questions and many more. So if that interests you, I encourage you either go to our website, thepuritycoach.com, check out our resources page, Or go directly to Amazon.com and purchase your copy of Extreme Mind Makeover today. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I look forward to hearing from you. Look forward to joining with you in next week's episode. Until then, this is Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man ministry reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified in your every moment thinking.